Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. <laughs> Welcome to the Monsters Madness and Magic Podcast. I'm Justin, joined by my co-host Mitch. Say hello, Mitch. Hello. This afternoon, we're joined by a very special guest, former professional wrestler and actor. You may know him as Sabretooth, King Ajax, or perhaps Michael Myers himself, Mr. Tyler Maine. Tyler, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure, man. So uh, take us back in time. Let's start at the beginning. When you were a kid, what sort of movies were you into? Like, did you read comics? Did you make models? I, I tell you, I was a tall, skinny kid, glasses, braces. I was slightly dyslexic. So I was picked on a lot in school, you know? And my escape was Saturday mornings watching pro wrestling. I grew up in Canada, so I'd watch Stampede Wrestling. And I'd watch the pro wrestling and sit there and dream and go, man, I'm going to do that someday. And then I'd start watching the cartoons and then the cartoons would turn into the action movies and then the action movies would turn into everything else you know right and uh so that was my escape you know i mean i dreaded the week monday through friday was hell for me and the weekends was my escape so i'd escape into that world and i would actually i actually have some of my very first comics i still kept them to this day you know i've got i bought these back in uh, canada we'd have a thing called a white elephant sale right Right. So you would go in and sell all your junk to everybody else. Well, what is one man's junk is another man's treasure. And this is where I found my first comic books. I was probably maybe nine years old. And I went in and here's one, Beetle Bailey. Oh, wow. Can you see that? Yep, yep, got it. Yeah. <laughs> 20 cents, man. I picked it up, I think, for five cents. You know what I mean? That's a deal. And then, and then, and then we went into things like Tom Sawyer, you know, and, and I've got, I guess, Boris Karloff. Oh yeah. That's a good and one. That's like old yeah. school right there. That's, you know, and then, uh, all of them, you know, Josie and the Pussycats. I got, so, so that's, you know, it was my escape. I would, I would watch the shows and then I'd go through these comic books afterwards and I'd reenact stuff as a kid and just enjoy it and and uh, that's what led to where we are today awesome man just so you know you're dealing with two South Carolina boys here we're 30 minutes from Augusta my grandfather used to take me to WCW house shows at the Civic Center when did you decide to pursue wrestling as a career man I started in 86 I trained I went down to two hearts and, and said hey man I want to be a pro wrestler of course you know being six seven and and I'd put on some size then and and they, they figured they'd give me a shot and uh, I got my little chance to walk down into the famous dungeon yeah <laughs> it was was the dungeon as brutal as everybody makes it out to be oh my god you know I, I mean I can barely stand up in this thing I'm like how am I gonna do doing suplexes and and, and all this kind of stuff and Stu goes uh kid don't worry about that 
wrestle first. And I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> so then, you know, he goes, uh, here's a double grapevine kid. Uh, how does that feel? He would test you. He would test you in those days to see, to make sure that you were worthy. Tough enough. I mean, yeah, tough enough and, and worthy. See, of, it's of, it's uh, one thing to say, I want to be a pro wrestler, but it's another thing to go in there and take the bumps and the train and the, to actually learn what they go through. Exactly, exactly. So that was my start. And then the WC, the WWF Red Bastine came through and, and he had me come out to Los Angeles. Then I trained with uh, Red Bastine and Mondo Guerrero. And from there, joined in with the WCW and, and got to go all over the world wrestling all over the world i'm actually one of the last people to wrestle under the giant in japan holy shit okay yeah. that's no yeah. small feat either yeah. and i mean you trained that's trained with the hearts and the guerreros that's arguably the two most legendary families in wrestling besides the onwise yeah you know, it was a great stepping stone to where i am today and and i'd always wanted to get into film you know it, it's definitely helped because i mean I, i've done a lot of my own fight scenes along the way and and uh, it's definitely helped so when it comes to mondo and Stu, how would you say their teaching approaches differed well they were both old school so i mean like they would test you and they'd put you through the ringer you know mondo mondo was no slouch in that department. <laughs> he he was a little guy but he could go you know what i mean so he's yeah. always testing you. and it seems like the smaller that they are the more they go you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but at one time you were partnered with Kevin Nash. I've got to ask you what your experience like was there. Yeah, we were the Twin Towers. It was, it was fantastic. You know, I mean, working with Kevin was a great opportunity, you know. And, of course, he went on and had his great wrestling career. And, and I took the path of the uh, acting, you know, because you get a little tired of getting dropped on your head every night. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. The, the, the very first film I did was I wrestled in Mexico. So have you guys ever seen any of those uh, Mexican wrestling movies? The, I haven't, know, like with El Santo and all of those? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of them. I haven't seen them, though. Well, you're not missing too much. But yeah. <laughs> they asked me if I wanted to do one, right? So I was like, okay, well, I don't speak Spanish, but okay. They go, don't worry, we'll dub you. We just want you. So my first film that I ever did, I played an intergalactic vampire that shot laser beams through my fingertips and I had a pink fog that chased me everywhere, it, you know, and then it wrestled Gloria Mayo in, in Arena Mexico in, in Mexico City, you know, so don't judge it was the 80s, so. That sounds like something I'd be interested in, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> that sounds right up my alley. There you go. We like horror movies, but we like a lot of trash movies in general. <laughs> so how did you land your first gig in the States then, your first acting gig? Uh, you know, I was I was wrestling, and they were looking for a wrestler for the Bandit sequel with Brian Bloom. They did the uh, – it was part of the action Universal Action Pack. You know, they did Moonlighting and some other ones and, and did the Bandit series, and they were going to pick which one that went on. And, of course, Moonlighting, you know, took uh, Bruce Willis to the next – level so that was that was the first thing that i did in 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 the states yeah and then from there you know i, I was went in and, and uh, got the saber tooth roll mm -hmm. and from there did king ajax and troy and and uh, michael myers and the halloweens and then this weekend came out my latest jupiter's legacy i mean you were a part of the marvel movie train before even the marvel studio happened you know that was the sony version back in the day you know and now there's this gigantic universe from that seed that you guys planted 21 years ago so how does that feel you seeing it in like just the, the scale of it now yeah you know it, it it was fantastic to be a part of that 
it, it was very special opportunity to be a part of that. You know, working with Brian Singer and everybody, Ian McKellen and all the guys and girls. It, it was just a great, great experience. You're a great Sabretooth, by the way. Like when I think Sabretooth, oh. and I'm not thinking of the cartoon, like you're the one that pops in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. That, that was uh, probably my earliest time seeing him. But every time I think is, I think of like the long hair and you had the, the Lemmy chops and it's always you. It's never <laughs> Lee Schreiber that comes to me. Yeah. I, yeah. I thinned out a little bit since then, but <laughs> I remember I had a, an action figure, a saber tooth action figure as a kid. It always cracked me up because it came with a cop. So I could, you know, kill the cop, the saber tooth. It always cracked me up that I've got saber tooth and I got a cop and the accessories are a cop donut. <laughs> that, was, that was the accessory that the toy was packaged. with. <laughs> Oh, marketing, it's everything, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, you just listed your badass roles, man. Like one of them being King Ajax, playing alongside Brad Pitt. So to that point, would you say that was the biggest production you had been involved with in terms of scale and battles and extras and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, like we, we did six months of shooting. We, we were three months in uh, Malta and then three months in Cabo. And the fight scene with Eric Bana in front of the gates of Troy, we prepared for, I'm going to say, two, two and a half, three months. Whew. And it was just, it was just crazy the scale when you walk onto set and see all the extras and you see the, the sets like that. It was right. just amazing, amazing. Most of the roles you play are physical roles and you grew up in the ring. So do you also do your own stunts? Uh, I, you know, I usually do. I, I, it depends on the, the, depends on the project. I did all my stuff in, in Troy. Sometimes they, they want to make sure you don't get hurt. Like for right. his legacy. I mean, I, I, the scenes were, really intense you know and, and there was a lot of dialogue scenes too so they don't want you to go out and get hurt because then of course they can't replace you you exactly. know halfway through a production and, and so uh for jupiter's legacy i did have a, a stunt double for Sabretooth. i even had a stunt double troy brenner was my stunt double on mm. uh, on x-men nate andrade was my stunt double on uh on jupiter's legacy Gotcha. Yeah, bring that to life but i mean like you you would just be so physically exhausted if, you know, especially like wearing the suit for Jupiter's Legacy for Black Star, people don't understand that just putting on that suit drains you, you know, it's so physical. It's like, that's, there's my friend there and there's Black Star right there. <laughs> that's actually a funny, funny uh, story. That is the first time that I screen wore the prosthetics. And I told Kevin, I said, hey, can we please save this? I'm, I'm such a nerd and a geek for this stuff. I, I really would love to have this. And, you know, you, they get it off you because, of course, it's glued to your face. And they peeled it off in a way, but then they reconstructed it for me because they knew how much it meant to me. So I, I thought that was really cool. So I figured I'd have my doppelganger here. <laughs> How long did you spend in the chair for that? That was over two and a half hours because it's all, it would take eight pieces to put this all together. So it was kind of like a, a jigsaw puzzle every day. Right. You know, you put on a separate nose piece, you have a separate forehead, you have separate cheeks, separate chin. And then when they glue it all down, it's so you can move. And in that, it, you can do all your facial expressions and everything. And it, it was by far the best prosthetics I've worn to date. And it was fantastic. You know, and then you get that done to you. And then, then you jump into the suit that's all the armor. And it's just... I feel like that would be like suffocating to an extent. You know, you've got all the stuff glued on you. You've got skin tight suits. And it's just... I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to breathe, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it can take its toll on you. The, the head and, and shoulders aren't bad but then when you put on that heavy armor that's made out of the foam rubber is it's like you're in a gym with tensor band 
pincher bands, you know, about a hundred pounds, just trying to move and walk, just walking mm. the set, moving the set was exhausting. It, then you got to stay in character. Yeah, you <laughs> do all the acting. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I just posted a picture of how I would get to set. They uh, had a gator. I would have to sit on the back of the gator because I wouldn't fit <laughs> a van because it was so damn big. You know, <laughs> right. so it was it was just crazy. So I got to ask, was The Rock aware of your relationship with his dad when you uh, were working on the Scorpion King with him? Or did you have to kind of no, tell him about it? Actually, actually, it's it's kind of funny. I was at Universal. I was supposed to play a different role in uh, Scorpion King, but I couldn't because I was already signed to uh, How to Make a Monster. So I was doing that. And then they ended up doing reshoots of the whole opening. And then I was coming in to shoot with Dwayne and Rocky was coming out and he looks at me and goes, what are you doing here? I'm getting ready to work with a kid, old man. What are you doing here? And he just laughed. He goes, have you met Dwayne yet? I go, no, I haven't. He said, come on. So it, there was Dwayne, Rocky and myself sitting all in director's chairs, just, you know, shooting the shit for a while, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. I'm, I'm very lucky and blessed to, to be able to reflect and, and have all these cool things to reflect on. You know, I've, I've been very blessed with the roles. I've been ble very blessed with all of it. How did you come into the role of the Devil's Rejects in 2005? Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were brought in to replace, uh, I'm, his name is escaping me right now, but I think he passed yeah, away. Yeah, Rufus. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had, for that, that's another thing, I had auditioned for, a uh, completely different role and i was like okay nothing's gonna come of it then my agent got a call and and it was like oh you know rob zombie wants you in in this film he, he wants you to take over the role of rufus and i was like okay i was excited about it went in for four days of filming and thought nothing of it you know and then i was up in canada getting ready to talk to producers about another project the phone rang and it was rob zombie and he goes hey man i want you to uh, be my michael i'm doing halloween and i'm like Rob, I don't want to be behind a mask. And he explained what he was going to do. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. You know, he was he was showing the backstory of how Michael became Michael. And I was like, it was so interesting to me to show how he's a product of an environment that I was I, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I have to do that. It was kind of a commentary on the whole nature versus nurture thing, it seemed to be like, because yeah. in the original one, he was just crazy. But they the the deep dive into it and the Rob Zombies kind of put a whole different spin on it. Well, he makes it more of a, a three dimensional character instead of a one dimensional character, yeah. which really right. intriguing, you know. And like with Jupiter's Legacy, it has the same kind of feel because they're showing the backstory of how all of the superheroes come about getting their powers and and the struggle that they go through, the loss and and the 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 torment that they go through before they get their superpowers. And then, you know, and then we jump to present day and we get Blackstar brought into this mix and, and on, then all hell breaks loose, which is, I, I, I was very excited to be a part of that too. You know, speaking of like, even if you aren't a horror fan, you know who Michael Myers is and you know what Halloween is. And out of the Mount Rushmore of horror characters, you're talking Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, and probably Leatherface. Most people would put those up there. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah. Michael has the least backstory. You know, we know what happened to Jason when he was a kid, you know, with the, the counselor story. We know what happened to Freddy. And we know Leatherface's story. There was never any insight into what right why was michael this crazy killer guy you know and i like that about rob's movies well yeah and that's what rob wanted to do he wanted to show that backstory of how michael became michael and mm -hmm. you know i mean if you're tormented like that things happen you know and, and then if you have some screws loose 
on top of that, then you got the perfect storm and, and then you got a land shark walking around doing damage. Tyler, you, you do a lot of conventions as well. What has your experience been attending these events since the beginning of the pandemic and how have they kind of shifted, you think? I, you know, I've only done a, a couple of conventions since the pandemic started, but everybody's very, you know, they're, they're, they're being safe and smart about it. They're wearing their masks, distancing as best we can. And and it's it, it seems to be pretty good. I do a thing called a COVID kill for the convention. So I'll have the people stand in front and I'll pretend to kill them with a, a knife. So people seem to like that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see you got your Halloween shirt on there. I just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be Michael Myers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to very very cool couldn't get a couldn't get a skywalker nitron shirt in time so <laughs> Wait, they, don't, they don't sell those anywhere sold out <laughs> actually oh sold out <laughs> you've been mentioning jupiter's legacy the new netflix show can you tell us about the show a little bit in your character yeah you know i mean it's on netflix right now uh I've streamed it two times. It came out on Friday. My character is Black Star. And, and the thing that drew me to it is because, you know, I explained about being the the uh, tall, skinny kid, glasses, braces, picked on, you know. And, and then when you go through that, you have, you, you kind of develop a thing where you, you feel like you got to prove yourself more, you know, where you're being picked on. You're like, I'm, I'm going to put a stop to all this stuff and I'm going to change it. I mean, I think most people can relate to that in their lifetime. And then when I read the script and, and read how Blackstar was, you know, he, he's just like myself. I mean, I can be a little bit cocky, snarky and, and uh, all of that. But then you, you add into to it the Blackstar being a doctor and the intelligence and the power and, and you know, you got the antimatter battery in your chest and you can go nuclear at any time. It was just, it, it was something that, I was very excited to, to get, you know, and then working with people, uh, you know, like the Utopian and Brainwave was fantastic. Have you guys seen the show yet? I've not seen the show yet. Oh, my God. What are you guys waiting for? Come I'm on. watching it. When we get out of here, I'm watching it, man. <laughs> I, I actually looked it up, I believe, yesterday on Wikipedia. I was like, oh, when does this drop? And it didn't have any information on it. And then a couple hours later, I got on Netflix to watch a movie with a buddy of mine. And I was like, huh. Well, it's obviously out because Wikipedia said it was like releasing later this year at some point, you know, one of those vague. Yeah, <laughs> it's out and it's number one. Number one man, with I'm... a bullet on Netflix guys so check it out Have definitely will everybody's gonna check it out um, I'm looking at some projects you potentially have announced here. And if you can't, if you can't say anything, it's fine. But I just wanted to ask because they look like intriguing to me. Witchula, can you tell me anything about that? I, I, I cannot. I, cannot. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> the, one, the one that I can tell you about is through my production company. I'm, I started my own production company, Main Entertainment. We've put out two films so far. First one was Compound Fracture. Uh, second one was uh, Penance Lane. They're both on streaming. So please, everybody go check them out. And my wife, being Renee Gerling, who is my business partner, she was the editor-in-chief of Top Cow Comics and Radical and, and uh, is with Darby Pop right now and had done a lot of other different projects. You know, she worked on Wanted, one of uh, Mark Miller's comic books that was done through Top Cow that ended up being turned into a feature. And we are putting out a graphic novel of our own, and it is uh, based loosely based on the book The Last Spartan, which is a mix if you take uh, Sons of Anarchy, mix it with The Punisher, mix it with Human Trafficking, and you have 
the last part. We uh, just signed the uh, writer to it, which is Christopher Priest, who wrote the Black Panthers Holy and shit. several other projects. I'm All right, well, you know the writing is going to be good. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. I mean, he he is he's a genius in the in the writing field, you know. And 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 we had a lot of long talks, and and he gets my character, and and you know I want this character to be snarky and and sarcastic, kind of like kind of like this guy right here (laughs) he's a handsome guy yeah (laughs) smirk going (laughs) now what about the horror show can you tell me about that i i am uh, doing a show i don't know if you guys are bourbon drinkers or whatever cocktails around the world cocktails is the world uh, where I am going to be the bourbon host. And we just did a uh, tour of the Lucha, Luca Mariano distillery, a new distillery in, in uh, Kentucky. And we're going to be doing the Kentucky Trail. Uh, and uh, eventually I'm going to be the host for the uh, Scottish whiskey and Irish whiskey and whiskeys and bourbons. So I'm looking forward to that too. That does sound like a lot of fun. Bourbon's always fun. Yeah. But first comes the graphic novel that we're doing. We're working on that diligently now. I can't believe I forgot to ask you this earlier, but it just popped into my head. Who were your favorite wrestlers growing up? Oh, God. I mean, like, I'd watch the Hulk. I'd watch Roddy Piper. I'd watch all of these guys, you know? Hot Rod. Did you ever get to work with any of them? Uh, I I did not work with any of them. Actually, Roddy Piper uh, is from the same hometown as me. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, and I got to meet him, and and, uh, he said, if there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know, you know? And and that was right when I was transitioning into the film business, so. That's a good connection to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. So, to date, what would you say is the best acting advice you've received? Best acting advice I have ever received is from uh, Sir Ian McKellen on X Men. That's a good person. Uh, yeah, good mentor. <laughs> he said, "Less is more, my dear boy. Less is more, and always check for boogers because big on the big screen." That's the best advice. <laughs> well, that's some sound advice from Gandalf. It definitely is. So, Tyler, we're not going to keep you all uh, afternoon here. So. Just tell people what you have on the horizon, where can folks find you, website, all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, like we talked about, the graphic novel is going to be coming out. Check out mainentertainment.com. Uh, Follow me on The Real Tyler Main on Instagram, Tyler Main on uh, Twitter and Facebook and all of those, and and uh, keep in touch because uh, a lot of cool things coming. Yes, sir. Tyler, well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you this afternoon, my friend. Our doors are always open to you. When you can yes. talk about these things, we, we would love, love to, to talk back. about them. <laughs> that was good, guys. All right. Yeah, you have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye, you man. Have a good Take one. care, guys. Stay safe.